on the line now, a guy who loves his fantasy football, and, and Carlo, I recommend you tune in for this one. Carlo Koliakovo. How's it going, buddy? Yeah. What's up, A-Mac? Oh, man, listen, it's fantasy football season. It's it's coming. I'm, I'm having the guests on. We're putting out the tips. So at 1220, you're going to want to make sure to tune in to get uh, some uh, some tips and get ready for your fantasy football draft. Oh, man, what an exciting time of the year. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I look forward to hearing all your advice because I got my draft coming up. and. Oh. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's. I haven't really paid much attention to it, but I'm pretty sure there's some nice sleeper picks out there that you could help me with. Oh, absolutely. We'll we'll get you ready for that. Don't you worry about that. Uh, but Carlo, we're looking at off season for the Maple Leafs training camp under a month away, and outside of the obvious need to upgrade at some point on defense for the Leafs, the other question creeping in is: Are the Leafs too soft? Do they have enough? whatever you want to call it, sandpaper or whatever, for a Mike Babcock team. Now, you played for Babcock. Do you think yeah. that the Leaf team, as it's built now, are they tough enough to go on an extended playoff run? Well, what, what do you mean by tough enough? I mean, there's, there's, there's ways to describe being tough, and especially with the way the game is played mm-hmm. nowadays. I mean, the, 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 the tough player that you know plays five, six minutes a night, this guys doesn't exist anymore. Um, the, um, the, the, the NHL game nowadays is is playing four lines, getting contributions with guys uh, from one to twelve. Um, the fourth line guys, if they can play an average of, of ten to eleven minutes a night, gives the gives the top players on the team the equal amount of rest. Um, you know, so when you, when you define tough, you, you've got to you've got to have the unique player. And when I mean unique, you've got to have guys like Tom Wilson and guys like Ryan Reeves that provide an element of toughness, but can also play the game and play in key situations. So when I look at the Leafs roster, nobody, you know, with that kind of resume sticks out for me. But when I also define tough with the way the game is played nowadays, and you look at your skilled players, especially for a Mike Babcock coach team, Mike Babcock, when he defines tough, he looks for guys that win their puck battles, mm. guys that are determined to get the puck back, guys that are determined to play 200 feet, guys that are determined to play defense and win the board battles. To me, that's when I when I look for toughness, that's what I look for. And I look at the Leafs roster and the guys on their team that starve the puck and pursuit the puck, that love puck possession, uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Patrick Marlowe, Nazem Kadri, and we're forgetting the big name the Leafs just that is John Tavares. Yeah. These guys all love playing with the puck. So when I look for toughness, those are the guys that are going to create the toughness for me because they're going to win their puck battles. I love that, Carlo, because you're so right. This isn't, and sometimes we, because the mindset for so long when you said the word tough was the guy who's going to drop the gloves and be a goon and go slug, that those days are gone. It's over. They're not coming back. As you said, you need guys who can play actually be on, be on the ice and not be a liability. Because if you have a pure goon on your team, the opposition's going to love that because they don't have to fight you, and they'll just skate around the guy, right? So those, those days are, are long gone. I know, I know a guy, the fighter in hockey player, is going to hate me for saying this, <laughs> but let's be honest, that, that role in hockey has sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now, you're, now you're seeing guys like Jamie Benn and Joel Thornton, uh, you know, star players on the team, drop the gloves. Because these are the guys that, you know, when, when things aren't going well for them, they feel like they need that extra spark to get them going to bring out the team. And to me, those, those are the fights you love seeing. Don't get me wrong. You never, never want to see a guy like John Tavares or Austin Matthews drop the gloves or even Mitch Marner. But when you see those guys fight, 
that's what rallies the team. When the team is down and out and needs a spark and sees their leader dropping the gloves or even um, in a scrum or even uh, winning their puck battle. Like for me, the perfect example uh, when, when you describe John Tavares is, is a highlight that he created last year at the Islanders in overtime playing against Philly where he was playing and, and protecting the puck against Sean Couture in the corner. And it was just a puck battle that he won and that cre- he created himself for himself that created the overtime winner. So what do guys do when they see moments like that, when they're seeing their star players put the team on their back? They rally around it knowing that, hey, when I get out there next shift, this is the example I have to follow. Carla, do you think, too, that it just seems more authentic to the team when you see, let's say, somebody who you might not expect, like a star player, drop the gloves, compared to what became almost orchestrated? Oh, You, you know, you had the fighters on the team from yeah. each side, and it was, all right, well, these are our jobs. Guess we got to fight. Like, it seemed very yeah. staged. As a, as a former player, when you see your, your uh, star guy drop it, and it's not expected, does that do more for you than, than the almost staged type of fight? Um, yes, of course, because you're, it's like you said, you're, you're not expecting it. I think, uh, listen, I, I don't know what it's like to be a fighter, but I can tell you from the guys that I played with, it was not an easy job. But mm. those guys relished the job of what they did on a night-to-night basis, knowing that what they did was played a role on their team and with their teammates, knowing that they, he could be a guy that could be relied on for a spark. And, you know, I've played with guys on night-to-night basis where they're walking into the game like, oh, man, i got to fight again. My hand's killing me. My back is killing mm-hmm. me. And you really feel for those guys because it's a hard living to, to, to fight for. But, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that we, we don't see much of it nowadays because it really has taken away from the tough guy role. But let's be honest, everybody loves watching the, the product of hockey that we're seeing yeah, where yeah. skill is at the forefront. You know, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, the speed that we watched, the, the, the exchange of, of, of scoring chances night after night and play after play um, has really, really provided a, a great source of entertainment for the game of hockey. And I think that's, that's, that's what we're still trending towards. You're seeing a lot more skill um, evolve in the game. And I wish, there, I wish the NHL would do a better job marketing at star players because people truly are missing, missing out on great talents. In conversation with Carlo Koliakovo, former Maple Leafs first-round pick, will be co-hosting on Landsberg in the morning here on TSN 1050 all week on Twitter at Carlo Koliakovo. Carlo, we got a poll up here at TSN 1050 Radio and at AndyMC81 on Twitter, and it's about the possibility of the Maple Leafs acquiring P.K. Subban. And this is off of the Ryan Ellis signing by the Preds to that big extension. And you look at the Predators' defensive core. They are stacked. They have 25 mil committed now. Roman Yossi is going to want a, 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 an, an upgrade in pay very soon, and that might leave somebody like a P.K. Subban available via trade. Taking out all the mathematics of the accounting and, and salary cap, and, and you know, you'd have to work that out, obviously, but a P.K. Subban type, if you could get him on the Maple Leafs to improve that back end and have a true kind of number one pairing, is he the type of guy that you think would fit in to a Mike Babcock coach team and with how this roster is generally built? Well, I, I think you answered the question 100%. The type of player that P.K. Supin can be is definitely what the Leafs could use. Uh, right? I mean, the, 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 big, the big key there is he's a right-handed shot defenseman. Um, he's very skilled, uh, a very great point producer throughout his career so far. 
But when you're talking P.K. Subban, you know, yes, you'd, anybody would love to, to acquire the player, but there comes a salary that comes attached to the player. And when you, when you, when you have a team like the Maple Leafs where you have certain guys that are going to be demanding big money, where does he fit in? Mm-hmm. I think when, when you talk about P.K. Subban and making $9 million a year, if you can find a way to be creative and um, the salary comes in as the same salary that goes out, yes, 100%, you, you entertain the idea. But those are tough trades to make, especially with a roster that the Leafs have where they're elite heavy right now and they're top heavy on, on forwards. Uh, you know, Matthews is going to demand a big contract. Marner is going to demand a big contract. You already have Tavares in his big contract. What are you talking uh, when it comes to numbers with Nylander? I think these are all going to be interesting points. Um, but, uh, you know, the interesting case in P.K. Subban is how does Mike Babcock feel about him yeah. and, and, and the player that he is? I mean, you can go back to, to the years of the Olympics where he was on that team and couldn't crack the lineup because, you know, Mike Babcock was probably a fan of the person, but maybe wasn't a fan of the player. So uh, w- w- when you have him as the coach, what kind of say does he have when it comes to acquiring a player like this? Uh, you know, we, we stated it's a no-brainer. Anytime you can add an elite player like P.K. Subban, you make every attempt to make it happen. But there's a lot of other variables that come in, um, you know, when, when an acquisition or a transaction like this has to happen. Right, and you'd have to be given up something like, who knows, maybe a William Nylander first-round pick, multiple stuff. It's, it's so hard. Yeah. Uh, Carl, I miss the days when, before the salary cap, where you could make fun fantasy trades and just have it player for player, and if the team can afford it, cool. Yeah. But now it's like, well, you need like your buddy who's an accountant to say, well, actually, it doesn't, you have to carry the four and X factor. and <laughs> It just takes away the fun of fantasy trades, right? I miss those days. I, I hear you, man. I, I think it just it takes it takes away the, the fun in trades in general. Yeah. I mean the the one the one part of the the year that almost every hockey fan looks forward to is the trade deadline. Yeah. Because in years past, you would always see big names being moved, and what the salary cap has created, it's created a difficulty for teams and players to be moved. Because it's not just player for futures or player for prospects or players for, for, for picks. You've got to include salaries. So teams that are right up against the cap who want to make a trade for P.K. Subban, who carries a $9 million cap hit, well, you've got to be creative where salary coming in is the same salary going out. And those aren't always easy trades to make. Or and because if they were, they would definitely be made. Yeah, exactly. Well, Carlo, great stuff as always, man, and we look forward to listening to you uh, the rest of the week on Landsberg in the morning, right here on TSN 1050. Thanks, buddy. Awesome stuff. Thanks. Look forward to the next time. Absolutely, Carlo Koliakov, a former Maple Leafs defenseman, first round pick, and one heck of an analyst. Guy loves his fantasy football too, man. He's 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 a gamer when it comes to fantasy.